as it's becoming more the normal and the exception, I've got something in my head that I want to get out of my head. Or I want to organise my mind slightly. And it's in relation to potatoes. More specifically, I suppose, or sorry, more generally. More generally, I suppose, it's, it's along the same vein as knowing something and getting something. I've spoken about that a good bit, but the, the new, the element of newness, for want of a better term, that I want to inject here is parroting or just repeating something that you've heard, regurgitating something that you've either read or heard somebody else say. So in keeping with the, the whole dietary thing of April, I've been eating nothing but meat for the month of April and my understanding is that I could do this indefinitely. Now, I've no intention of extending it any further than today. I've, I've, I've gotten everything that I think I need or want to get from it and I'm happy to start my food-only diet tomorrow, which will be based on plants and animals. But it has gotten me thinking about what you could survive on if needs be. And one thing came to mind, and it's in relation to potatoes. So potatoes have a full amino acid profile. And what that means is that you can survive off them. You can live off them. You can eat nothing but potatoes for the rest of your life and die healthy as a 90-year-old. Now, the problem with that statement is I have absolutely no idea what it fucking means. I'm just parroting that. I'm just regurgitating it. Okay, so I'm going to repeat it. Potatoes have a full amino acid profile. I don't know what that means. I'm inclined to think that if, it, if you've got a full amino acid profile, it means that you're giving your body enough so that it can make what you need from it. But that's a guess. I don't know that. And I've never said that on the podcast, and I wouldn't say anything remotely like it, because if I did, I'd just be parroting it. And this is where, I suppose, originality comes into it. But originality and being authentic is tricky because... You shouldn't try to be authentic and you shouldn't try to be original because that the, that element of effort, that trying, corrupts the whole enterprise in the first place. You have to be original and be authentic as opposed to trying to be original or trying to be authentic. And there's a, there's a notable difference there. And I suppose another difference here is the difference between trying to do something and striving to do something. I used to say, the point that I'm laboring to get across here, but past guest and friend of the show, Pat O'Reilly, said, why do you say it like that? Because nobody basically wants to listen to you laboring over anything. And the, I know I'm, I'm going off a tangent, off a tangent, off a tangent here, but bear with me. I don't want to, and I don't think I should, really care too much about what people are hearing when I speak because if I'm concerned about what people are listening to it it bleeds into what I'm trying to say and it taints it slightly it bastardizes it and it becomes a mixture of what I want to say and what I think I want people to hear so I have to be careful but what Patter was saying Patter was right but not, I don't think, in the way that he was framing it. He said, nobody wants to hear you, nobody wants to hear anybody labour a point. That, that's correct. He, he's 100% right. So what I did was I changed it to what I'm striving to get across. Because when you're striving to do something, you're attempting to do something. When you're trying to do something, it's slightly different. You're making an effort to do it as opposed to, you're making an effort to do the thing that you want to do, as opposed to striving to be able to do the thing that you want, to do the thing that it is that you want to do. And these are fucking subtle differences, and I'm most certainly not nailing the differences down. 
I'm, this isn't concretized in my head. Nothing that I ever speak about is ever really that concretized in my head. But it's not until I start actually talking out loud and I, 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 I give, I give life. You, you give life to your thoughts by, talk, by talking. Talking out loud and thinking are essentially the exact same. Only the talking out loud bit is more practical. It's more pragmatic in a sense. In a weird way, when you think. You don't hear yourself think. You listen to yourself think. But you don't hear yourself speak. You listen to yourself speak. It's almost as though the mind is listening to the mouth when you speak. But when the thoughts are just in your head and you're not vocalising them, I don't know what the difference is exactly, but there is a difference. And there's something different to speaking out loud and just thinking. Because we've all, we've all had a thought in our head, whatever it was, it could have been there for years. We mightn't have known anything about it. But we dropped it in the pub one day and 10 people turned and looked at us. And you went, oh, fuck, why did I say that? But that same opinion, for want of a better word, was in your head and has been in your head for a very long time. And it's often not until we start talking out loud, especially when you're speaking off the top of your head or speaking extemporaneously like I strive to do. When you do that... You don't really, you never really know what you're going to fucking say next. And it's funny because if I've gotten one bit of feedback more than anything, above and beyond anything else, what people like about what I do, what draws them to it and what kind of hooks them in, is that element of, I just don't know what you're going to fucking say. And no matter what I'm talking about, I don't have to talk, I don't have to tell you some mad story. I don't have to have you hanging on the edge of your seat with a narrative. I don't have, I don't need to have you going, okay, where's this going? I like where this is going. Okay, it's good. It, it doesn't climax. There's no build. You're just kind of perpetually on the edge of your seat from the fucking, from the second that I say hello or start it off to the second I say, and I'll chat you again soon. There's an element of you just being on edge. And I think what what makes that work and what makes that real is that I am on edge. And I do, and I've said this many a time before, I do want to start kind of scripting things. I want to take things that I've been speaking freely about for months or years on end. And once I've kind of concretized them, once I'm happy with them, once I can talk about them at an, inst at a, at an instant's notice... And just rhyme off what I think. Once I have a firm opinion on something. Then I think it's time to actually put pen to paper. And craft it. What's the best way of wording this? How can I get this message across? Because at that point. You have a message to get across. At this point. I don't have a message to get across. I have a message that I'm trying to figure out. And don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a perpetual nature to what it is. That I'm striving to do. I'm never going to be fully satisfied with anything that I do, whether I've scripted it or not, I'll be happy. I'll be happy with it now. I'm happy enough to upload them, but I'm not happy enough to say, "This is me," and I think that's what writing the book helps towards. It helps towards concretizing what it is that you are all about. What is your opinion? Nailing down your opinions. And in order to do that, as far as I'm concerned, you have to nail down your presuppositions. You have to nail down the, the fundamental bedrock of your being, essentially. The example that I always give is in relation to my thoughts on whether or not drugs should be legal, prostitution should be legal, all these different things that are 
contentious enough issues for some people. I don't think they are at all. And my, but my decision has already been made for me. I'm fundamentally opposed to the idea of banning things. I don't think any government or institution should have the right to tell any man, woman or child what they can and cannot do. Provided, of course, they're not you know, messing with somebody else. I do think murder should be banned because, look, I'm not going to get into the details of it. But the, the, th- the thing, again, that I'm striving to get across is it's not until you speak your mind till you know what your thoughts are. It's not until you know what your thoughts are that you can try and organise them. And it's not until you've your, you've your thoughts organised and in order and in a way that you can actually understand them that you can confidently express them and know yourself. And know yourself. Because we're, we're, we, we tend, to be very, tend to be very flaky. We tend to not really know. We, we tend to keep our opinions and thoughts and beings generally kind of hidden in the fog a little. And it's not until somebody asks you the question that you... like For most people, when they get asked any, any question with any kind of level of depth at all, they have to go, oh, okay. And they, they take a minute and they have a think about it. It's very rarely that they, they already know because they haven't spent the time in figuring it out. Not figuring it out, but they haven't spent the time figuring out fundamentally what their opinion on certain things is and the savage utility in it because what you do is you put a lot of work in at the start but the idea is like most things that you put a lot of work into it becomes easier over time so instead of you being instead of you not putting in the work now what happens is you're vague for the rest of your life that means that anytime anybody asks you a question with any kind of depth whatsoever you have to kind of you have to do the work on the spot you have to come up with your opinion there and then. And what happens then is you give a half-baked opinion and someone will racist or lazy bastard or like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. And before you know it, you've fucking offended somebody. But if you actually pull back a little and take the time to concretize your worldview and to understand how what you think and what you think, then the rest of your life becomes a lot easier because when somebody does ask you a deep question or when you're met with something that's challenging and something that's somewhat deep, you've already done the donkey work. So if somebody can ask me, do you think heroin should be legalised? I could just go, yeah, I do. And they go, what? Why? Because I don't believe in banning things. I've already put the work into something more fundamental than the question you're asking. And there's savage utility in that because if nothing else, it makes your life a lot easier. And the better you're able to understand yourself, the better able you're, you're the better able you are to understand others. And there's incredible utility in being able to understand others because when you can understand others, you can build relationships. And relationships are the fucking keystone of businesses and groups and communities and families and all the rest of it. Knowing what annoys your sister or your brother or your mother is great if you're a vindictive little shit and you want to piss them off. But it's also great if you're a normal, decent, honest, honourable human being and you don't want to piss them off. And like most things, there's no, there's no good or bad in knowledge. It's just the application of it. So by understanding yourself really well, you can therefore understand other people really well. And you can use that knowledge to take advantage of people. Or you can use that knowledge to take advantage... Or sorry, not take advantage, but you can use that knowledge to help people and to help yourself first and foremost because the more that we can help ourselves the more that we can help others around us and as the old adage going we rise by lifting others and on that note i'll chat to you soon